Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Book a dream holiday in Western Australia and experience a new level of luxury with Qatar Airways. Discover premium wines in the Margaret River region, where towering forests meet turquoise oceans, and sunny Perth, where you'll enjoy not just fine wine, but fine dining too. But before your adventure begins, savour signature delicacies made with seasonal ingredients on the multiple award-winning Qatar Airways, where you'll experience the exceptional. Visit qatarairways.co.uk slash perth for more information. This podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes. Oh, hello, and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. And we are here together to bring you another episode of Dish. Um, last week was amazing with Kirsty Young. I know, incredible. I was very nervous, but we needn't be. No, great, she was it? so relaxed. She was just chatting away. She was brilliant. I think the mince pie definitely yeah, she loves twisted mince around. Pie, yeah. When I went home, I got mince pies mm. from Waitrose, naturally. Um, and I said to Misha, I've got mince pies, and he got dead excited. And oh. I thought, oh, I didn't know he loved mince pies. And he's like, oh, no way. And I said, yeah. And he was like, oh, amazing. And I was like, yeah, getting really <laughs> excited for Christmas. And then he opened the fridge. He was like, where are the pies? I said, well, not in the fridge. He thought I meant pork pie. Oh, bless him. And he'd got very excited for a pork pie. So he's not a I mince thought when he was pie. getting the brown sauce out. Yeah. So you didn't like a... He didn't. No, he didn't like a mince pie. Hey, Monty Don today. Yes, amazing. Have Love you ever him. met Monty Don? Never met him, no. Me neither. Oh, exciting. Like dead famous. Are we going to get all our gardening questions? Yeah, I feel like him and you must just have them questions every single time they go out like, <laughs> how do you make pasta? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. do you plant a daffodil? <laughs> like how do you make pasta and plant a daffodil? Well, pasta, <laughs> I personally don't make it. Don't make. Yeah. But daffodils I go dry. I buy. Daffodils, I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> there you I mean, go. Like yellow. Oh, no, okay, don't really like enough. So Monty Donny's here, uh, the only gardener in the UK, really. Yeah. He's got a brand new book out, um, which is kind of like a, a gardening Bible, basically. Yes. It's beautiful, it really is. lovely. I sat this morning, I had a coffee and read Monty Don and was like, oh. All good in the world when you read Monty Don. Yeah, it Don. really is. Yeah. Calms you down. Really, really does. Yeah. yeah. I know, I'm going to follow it. I've got this, well, we got rid of our bit of... You know those raised beds? We oh, have yeah. one. But I'm going to try and do a small one mm-hmm. and up the top with the bees and then mm. plant summer bits that what you can you do. What will you grow, do you think? See, I tried radishes the other year and I did. I had no patience and I just put all the seeds and it was disaster. Neil's pretty good at gardening. Mm-hmm. He's got the patience and cares more. I love a radish. Maybe I've got a good radish. I yeah. tried to grow tomatoes. And my basil plant does not look like that. Look, no, wow. Yeah. You see how they, he does it? It's all so right. delicate. Yes, yeah. patience. See, I like gardening. I just don't really like mud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it gets everywhere. Yes. And let Monty right. just come and do it. Yes, <laughs> just be there. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. done. Well, we can ask him today. Um, so let's talk to Monty Don about. Before we get Monty and we should talk about this thing that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks, we're going to be at the Waitrose Winter Food and Drink Festival. Yes. So they put this festival on and there's like cocktail masterclasses and talks and you can like try delicious winter food. Is that right? Have mm. I made that up? You can, yes. In London, Tobacco it, Dock. Yeah, and... We're going. We're going to do um, a demo. A demo. It's a day out for us. It's going to be a day out together. It's like a new adventure. And it'll be like basically coming to watch Dish Live, like a mini dish. And how are you getting there? On the bus? 
Yeah, I always get the bus. All oh, right, okay. I'll wait by the bus yeah, stop. Yeah, wait by the bus stop. Yeah, yeah. With, a, with my phone. Yeah. The first thing I video this yeah, year, me Nick getting off the bus. Getting off the bus at Tobacco, tobacco Dock. Dock. Don't know where it is. I'll have to yeah. go on City It's near me, there. actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Is it? Oh, Down by the river. It. It's right, lovely. Okay. Well, we're going to be there. You're going to be cooking. Mm. And if you want to come along, you can go uh, and get tickets at waitrosefestivals.com. And it is on the 24th to the 26th of November. We're going to be on the 25th, which is the Saturday. So if you want to come along, waitrosefestivals.com, come and join us. And we're going to do Q&A. Q&A. So any questions that you want to ask in real life, come along and do it with us. Right, should we get Monty in? Yes, let's get him in. Today on Dish, we have the Don of gardening. <laughs> Definitely never heard that one before. The full Monty of flowers. I feel like the team have been writing these intros whilst on the wine again. Uh, <laughs> please welcome to Dish, Monty Don, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Monty. Hi. Is that the first time you've heard that terrible pun? Well... <laughs> The times. millionth and first time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, welcome and apologies. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, how are you? How is life? I'm fine. I'm quite weary. I've been doing a lot this right. year. And I've, I've just come back. I was filming the last couple of days, Gardens World. And I've, the day before, I came back from a couple of weeks in Spain filming. And I've been filming series all over Britain and Spain and doing mm. Gardens World. And I've written this book. And so I'm slightly getting that feeling of... It's the end of the year. Yeah, my worry is slightly winding down. Yeah. yeah, and it feels it as the nights get. It does. Closes it does. In, I mean, I'm, and I'm very aware of light. Yeah, you know, and, and winter and, and mm. all those terrible things. Some days I'm like, oh, lovely winter, cozy, mm. and some days I'm like, hellish winter. I hate no, it. No, I mean. I hate November and December. Right. I okay. really can't wait for them to be gone. Uh, <laughs> and every year I say to my wife, why don't we go and spend November and December in the yeah. sun? Yeah. And we have, we've been married for 40 years and we've never done it once. Yes. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the year. Yeah, I don't mind November and December because I fall for the, you know, the PR, it's cosy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's yeah. Christmas time. Yes. It's immediately on the 27th of December yeah. to sort of March. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I hate that bit. Yeah. yeah. You see, if you're a gardener, the, the best day of winter for me is the 26th of December. Mm. Right. Because we've got all that crap out of the way. You know, it's all gone. <laughs> and, and, you know, all that stuff. all that jazz. So, so the, <laughs> and then you can relax. And then you see if you're a gardener, you start sowing things in January. And then snowdrops start appearing. Yes. And aconites. Mm. And then there are little irises coming in in February. Mm. And primroses. And, and so the, the world is just beginning mm. to open up. Slowly, yeah. slowly. Mm. It's coming to a So And the days are getting longer. So and so you can get out in the garden a little mm. bit. So by February, I'm on a roll. I'm okay. gonna go, yeah, it's spring. Spring yeah, is yeah. coming. Okay, 2024. I'm yeah. doing the, the Monty Don yeah. outlook yeah. on the new year. I've always loved being outside. I was, I was brought up in the country. And I was, you know, incredibly lucky. It was a little village. Half the village was my family. I have a big extended family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was always playing with cousins and people and in people's houses and And did that, they garden your parents? Well my they yeah, I mean that, that was the good bit. The gardening yeah. was funnily enough I didn't enjoy because right. my we had a big garden mm -hmm. and I was big family. We were all given jobs. You yeah. absolutely had to do jobs. And if you were lucky, it was sort of chopping the wood or washing up or things. I mean, if you're unlucky, it was sort of turning the compost or weeding yeah. the strawberries or whatever. But you had to do this job. So I associated gardening with chores, mm -hmm. really. I gardened so I could stop gardening. 
Mm. And then I could go and play and do other things. And it wasn't until I was 17, by which time I knew how to garden. Yeah. I didn't want to, but I did, you know. I mean, it was just like, Mm. you know, to chop an onion. I'd been expelled from a few schools and I was sort of fairly wayward. And I remember coming home from school, having a cup of tea and going out into the garden because that's what I did by then to Mm. sort of... And I remember I was sowing carrots. And I had this incredible ecstatic moment of feeling the sunshine, of smelling the earth, of holding the seed in my hand. And it was a kind of beatific experience of just knowing that this was everything I had ever wanted. This was the whole world in this moment. And then just sort of thinking, well, that's a bit strange because uh, up till then, sex, drugs and rock and roll were very high on my list. (laughs) (laughs) And gardening was not on them, yeah. (laughs) And, And that night, I had a, I, I went to bed, I had a dream, and I dreamt that my fingers, my hands, grew like roots into the earth. Wow. But I mean, really, wow. you know, 10 feet. Mm. And I woke up feeling completely calm and sort of satisfied. And ever since then, that connection with the earth, all the words we used, rooted mm. me, grounded me, mm. you know, got me back down mm. to basics. And that's true. Do you do the cooking, Monty? Some of the time. My oh. wife is a very good cook. Mm-hmm. I do less and less, is the truth. Okay. And if she's listening to this, she will be at very best pulling a face. If not, <laughs> if not still there. I, I cook for myself. Uh-huh. I do a good breakfast. Yeah. What do you do for breakfast? For myself, a typical breakfast would be I might have yogurt mm-hmm. and fruit from the garden. Mm-hmm. So this morning, for example, before I left at quarter to six this morning, I had stewed quince with oh, yogurt. Delicious. Oh, delicious. Um, so, and then I will have eggs from our hens. Mm-hmm. Very often an omelette. Uh, I'm very fond of a chilli omelette. Oh, yeah, yum. A fresh chilli. Yeah, either fresh yeah. or if I if it's winter, I'll, I'll dry them yeah. and, and have that. And that's what I'll have for breakfast. But I, for her, I might, she likes scrambled eggs, so I yeah. make good scrambled eggs. Gosh, look mm, at this. Delicious. Look at this. How wonderful. Oh, wow. Ange. So, Angela, what do we have? So we have dobe of beef mm-hmm. with uh, macaroni gratin, which is um, from Diana Henry. Oh, wow. Who's a fantastic cookery writer. And, yeah, it's a lovely beef stew, basically. Okay, great. Beautiful. My mum always used to do a beef bourguignon. That was similar. Like similar vibe. Yeah, yeah. red wine in mm-hmm. here, um, bacon in here. What you're missing from a, a, what you have in a bourguignon is little baby onions always. Oh, yeah. But you have the lardons, you've got the um, lovely red wine. And this is seasonal? Yeah. Very seasonal. Very seasonal. And the key is to, in line with not wasting anything, mm-hmm. use the vegetables that you cooked it with. So the carrots, the celery... Tomatoes, etc. Mm. You know, we'll use that all that stuff. That beef is so nice and tender, Ange. How do you mm. get it like that? So it just falls apart. Well, it's the cut of beef for a start. I think you know, mm. either use a you know something that's worked a lot, so it you know it's full of fibres, full of fat. You know, shoulder of beef, shin of beef is but brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then also, I always think a stew long and slow and overnight. Not overnight, cook it, but do it the day before. Mm-hmm. You know, it just marinates, the flavours just get much better. Well, fantastic, it's lovely. So we're having daube de bouffe. Daube de bouffe. De bouffe. 
Yeah. Um, with macaroni gratin. If you want to try this, waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes, where you will find every single recipe we've ever had on this podcast. Yes. I actually, it's a good place to look for a recipe because then you're like, you've not got the entire world to search sure, for. Sure, yes. It's curated by Angela, yeah. eaten by Monty. Yeah, and Nicholas Grimshaw. <laughs> mm. So we are having Pinot Noir with mm. this. Uh, it is the Jay Vineyards Russian River, just a classic Pinot. Perfect with this beautiful beef stew. Very and by good. the way, with a macaroni gratin, is that mm. is sensational. Mm. Please tell me that this delicious recipe is as simple as that looks. The key is um, blanche macaroni. Mm -hmm. The key is normally macaroni and cheese. It's a white sauce with loads of cheese, yeah. but it's a gratin, so there's no white sauce. But what you've done to cook the last two minutes of the macaroni is use the sauce from the beef stew. Right. Mm. So that, and then that's you've got you cheese mean. and parmesan. So mm. that's wonderful. the key. I think this is delicious. It's wonderful, particularly if you've been working outside yes. and you're hungry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Food must taste delicious to you when you've been uh, in a garden well, all do, day. Yeah. Do you know the thing? The thing like, you're starving. But the thing outside. I find hardest, and I'm treading slightly lightly here in present company, is when I go to a really fancy mm. restaurant really? with a great chef, mm. and I'm starving. Oh, yeah. And I get offered a oh, piece, no. you know, like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I find that very difficult because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to respect their skill, but quite frankly, I just want some food. I want yeah. lots of lovely yeah. food and more. I want seconds, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know, <laughs> it, it's yeah. and that kind of exuberance and generosity mm. is I always associate with the best meals. Yeah. yeah. And now, Monty, when we were doing our research, of course, yeah. we knew you as a gardener and author, but I didn't really realise how many books yeah. you have written. Got your own library going on there. <laughs> Talk to us about the gardening book, your mm. brand new book, which is so beautiful and kind of it like is a, incredible. a Bible of gardening. Well, yeah. it's called The Gardening Book because yeah. we wanted what to call it. And I just wanted it to be, if anybody bought just one book, yeah. one gardening book, mm -hmm. I wanted it. this to be the first one. Yeah. So they'd talk about, oh, go and get the gardening book, mm -hmm. and that would do it. Now, oh, yeah. the point about this book is it's not aimed at gardeners. Right. It's aimed at people who like gardens, mm -hmm. like plants, like are, are perfectly able to, to sort of think for themselves and maybe love good food, nice, nice clothes, go on holiday, cars, whatever it might be in their lives, but have never got around to learning about gardening. Sounds like us too. Uh, <laughs> and so it's really aimed at that. Yeah. So what I've done is come up with six categories that don't cover every base, and, and some of them overlap, but fundamentally are likely to include most people. Mm -hmm. So it could be people who are really interested in nature, or people mm. who've got kids, yeah. or people who want to grow food, or, mm. or people who have, don't have a garden but love houseplants. Yeah. Anyway, there are, the, there are those six. So I talk about how you go about it and how you just think through, because... A lot of gardening is common sense. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be frightened of it. There, mm. there are, but there are ways of going around it. So, for example, when you, you do need, when you take on a new garden, you do need to plan it. Mm -hmm. You don't yes. have to design it as such. You just need to plan it out, and that does mean measuring it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And anyway, whatever garden you have, whether it's the size of this table or whether it's 400 acres, you need to know the lie of the land. Mm -hmm. So you do, you know, little things, the how to do that and go about it. But having done that, what I've got is 100 which the publishers call recipes, which are sort of, I mean, as again, I don't want to <laughs> pretend to aspire, but they're, they're inspired by cookbooks. So you turn to the page, and there you have the ingredients, what you need, mm -hmm. how to do it, mm -hmm. and what the end result could or should be like. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and so 
obviously it doesn't cover everything mm-hmm. because you'd need six books like that to do yeah. that. But it covers the things that uh, my huge focus group told me was necessary, which consists of two of my children <laughs> 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 who are in their 30s and have little gardens but don't... And, of course, because Dad was a gardener, the last thing they wanted oh, to do was yeah, be a gardener. Yeah. 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 I mean... I mean, funnily enough, you're saying what my children did learn mm. when they were little, I could go and say, could you just go and get me some flat leaf parsley? So they know all Yeah, yeah, yeah they know yeah. that. Or, mm. you know, I, we need, I want some lettuce, but get some, get some oak leaf lettuce. Don't, yeah, get the, yeah, don't, yeah. don't get the cause, you know. Mm. They could do that at mm. seven or eight. That's brilliant. Um, because it was just part of the mm. vernacular. Mm. But they didn't think they were gardening or cooking yeah. or anything. It was just what they did. So they are the target audience People somewhere between 25 and 45, but anybody, mm-hmm. um, who hasn't really got into gardening. They're not necessarily watching Gardener's World every week. Mm-hmm. They haven't mm-hmm. bought, they're not looking sort of the best way to take a cutting. They just want to make a plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they just want something nice. Or they, they'd love to grow some herbs. They don't care, necess- they don't want to know the seven best varieties of yeah. rosemary. <laughs> they just want some rosemary. They just want yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, And once you get the bug... You're away. Mm. And after a certain point, this book won't be for you. What will be is the other 25 books I've read. (laughs) So don't worry, guys. Um, So that's what this book is Mm. all about. It's really trying to provide the material for a generation which I think hasn't really been catered for. They're too cool for school to watch Gardener's World, Mm. but actually secretly they'd like to know. They'd like Mm. to do it. Yeah, Yeah, there's no one who I... Anyone who would be like, don't really like gardens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. not something you can dislike. Yeah. I mean, I think nature is it. A lot of people realize that for their well being, for just pleasure, yeah. it was very nice to be outside in the yeah. garden, of you course, know, and, yeah. and watching this thing grow that you didn't know its name, but you saw it had a bud and then it had a flower, mm-hmm. and that was great. And, and on that level, I think most people can be engaged, yeah. you know. Um, there are very few people who say, I'm just not interested in gardens mm-hmm. at all. I have no, mm. you know, they bore me, I don't want to know. And I don't know anybody who's got into gardening who then wakes up one morning and says, I don't think I'll do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. It, it stays with you. Yeah. 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 You do get, I used to do this, I live in a house um, with a, yeah, a reasonable garden, probably the mm. size of this room, mm. but it's all paved and then it's, mm. you know, the beds around the edge. So I have lots of pots, mm. but have amazing, like, roses growing up. Yeah. But because I could was working so hard when I first moved into this house, I would have a, a party mm-hmm. and I would say to everyone, like my family and my uncle and everyone who was into gardening, say, you have to buy me a plant mm-hmm. that takes nothing but water. I don't have to do anything to it and I will cook you dinner, and they would come and do all the gardening. Oh. And that's what my uncle does. He will walk through the house, he'll go, hello, walk out to the back of the garden, <laughs> yeah. and he will sweep up the leaves and do oh, everything. No, but it's nice to, you know, and Neil will get into the garden, but I, my problem is my patience. But I love it. I want to go in well, and see it all. Interestingly, happening. I was filming Gardens World yeah. yesterday, and we have these, we, we invite people to send in little clips, yeah. sort of, and, and we, they, we cut them down to about a minute and a half about their gardens or their lives mm. or any, any garden-related thing. Mm. And it started in lockdown because we couldn't get out and film, yeah. so we got people to send in material, <laughs> and it's carried on. And yesterday we had somebody who said, I was watching Tally with my partner, and I just thought, I just don't get this gardening love. I just don't get it <laughs> at all. What, you know, what is yeah, it that yeah. attracts you? And I thought, well... How could I get into this? Well, yeah. And she she focused slightly 
eccentrically, on house leeks. You know the little plants that grow on roofs? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, she got obsessed by them and now has about 30 different types. Wow. That's her gardening. Yeah. You know, that's I, what she loves. Yeah. yeah. And she said, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You don't have to have lawns. You don't Damn. have to have a vegetable plot. There is something. A lot of kids, mm. and again, I speak as someone who anybody under 35 is a kid. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of kids are really good at growing houseplants yeah. and have fantastic collections, mm. in, very often in shared houses in rented rooms. Mm. They don't even, it's not even mm. the whole flat or anything, mm. it's just their room. Yeah. And they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a real sort of moment a few years ago where people were really happy to show off their houseplants. Mm. You have houseplants, don't you? I got yeah. houseplants. Yeah. Yeah. It's still good. good. It's yeah. still, yeah. it's by far and away the biggest growth in garden. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I used to love a cactus when I was little. Oh. I was we have cactus. Okay, you are. You see, I can. I was obsessed with them. You need to buy at least five copies of this book. Yes. Just, just to make sure. Can we talk about bulb lasagna? Yes. Please, because... Uh, That's quite appropriate. Uh, mm. Very appropriate. We love lasagna. Can I just say, I'm enjoying the aftertaste of that a lot. Oh, re- yeah. <laughs> it really lives on. It does. It beautiful. Really does. It's beautiful. It really does. Really good. Mm. So talk to us, you. You have a, uh, you have, do you have recipes in yeah. the book? You yeah. Have, you, there is, you might have to look it up to find it. Uh, the thing about a bulb lasagna is that you can grow bulbs, and uh, it could be just uh, just tulips. It could be three different types of tulip. It could be daffodils, tulips, hyacinths, mm-hmm. irises, muscari, scylla, um, lots of different types of bulbs, and in layers. And so you get a big pot or container and put some compost in the bottom, well-drained. Must All bulbs except for snowdrops, fritillaries, uh, and camassias need good drainage. And... Then you put a layer of bulbs and you cram them in. As long as they're not touching, get as many as you can in, cover them up mm-hmm. so now the pot is half full, put another layer. And then on top of that, I mean, it's, it's, it is lasagna. lasagna, it's rightly yeah. called lasagna. Then put more soil on top of that and then put another layer, more soil on top of that. And what will happen is the earliest ones will grow and they'll grow through each other. Right. And wow. so you end up with, I mean, a, a sort of good recipe is crocus first, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have daffodils. So crocus will flower in February-ish, early March, and then you have daffodils that will come in mid-March, writing down the yeah. <laughs> recipe. We have bees, we need yeah. flowers. Yeah. And, and then you will have tulips, tulips. that will come last in April. Yeah. Okay. So you put the tulips at the bottom, daffodils in the now? middle. Are we yeah. doing yeah, this now? now in November? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Let's uh, leave. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately. Can I tell you... The, the, the the one aspect of my life that is the same wherever I go in the world is people say, could we could you just come and help me do this? <laughs> can you, can you tell me how, uh, I bet and, uh, it's, it's killing so me if not you had to said, say if why you had in produced, town? Yeah. If you had produced a pot and some compost, yeah. I would not have been surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. And well, then it's it, a stupid question, but once the two. tulips come up, say, yeah. Yeah. how long is a tulip gonna live in my, my garden for? Is it right. quite fleeting or do Well, they... tulips will flower for about three weeks to a month, mm. okay. depending on the weather and which tulip it is. The best thing to do, I treat them all as annuals. Right. Yeah. So what we do is, we the thing with all bulbs, you must let them die back because the foliage, the, when it dies back through photosynthesis, is feeding next year's bulb. Mm. So if you cut all the foliage off, you won't get flowers next year. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you let it die back. Tulip, daffodils are fine. Daffodils will go on year after year, mm. and so will crocus, but tulips tend not to. Mm. And so what we do is we let them die back, 
and then we store them, we let them dry and we store them, and then the following November we plant them in the grass. So we have an area in the orchard which is full of purple and red and wow. yellow tulips. It's really dramatic. Yeah. Oh, that's so those beautiful. tulips, those, those that you're seeing mm. there, we, we have a garden we call the jewel garden, mm. which is full of rich colours. Yeah. And those then go into long grass where they won't flower mm. as well. Yeah. But it's all bunks. It's yeah. all bunks. Yeah, yeah, of And then we buy new bulbs and new bulbs come yeah. in which we put into pots and then they're the real showpiece. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, but a tulip is, I mean, they're special plants. They're quite expensive. I love a tulip. Yeah, I love a tulip. Yeah. Yeah. And funnily enough, I remember not loving a tulip. Mm. Same. It mm. came to me. We are so similar. <laughs> I did. I always used to think, oh, bit naffa tulip. Yeah. Yeah. But then now, I really yeah. like. Yeah. 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 I like to put them in a very angular, vase. industrial vase. Yeah. And I like when they're floppy. And my yeah. mum always says, they're floppy, but I quite like it when they're yeah. Well, showing off, I plant 3,000 new tulips every year. <gasps> oh, wow. My lord. Uh, all in pots. Mm. Oh, wow. And it takes me about two weeks and, and a pallet of grit and a pallet of compost. Wow. And I love it. And mm. uh, for about four or five weeks in April and May, <sighs> The garden just sings, yeah. you know. Amazing. We have thousands of tulips. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're the first real colour of the year. You mm. get lots of yellow. The, what I do love are the little irises. Do you know yeah. these? Yeah. The little early irises are incredibly intense colour, mm. but mm. it's small. It's mm. on a low key. Tulips are, can I say this on the mm. They are pure f colour. <laughs> <laughs> they are, uh, it's, it's... And, and they're great. They're fantastic. Yeah. 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 I love a dark one, like mm. a black yeah. or a purple. Well, there's, there's, you know, someone's called mm. Queen of Night, for yes. example. Yes. And, That's what and, we call Ange. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friend Sam, avid gardener, massive mm. gardener. When I think of gardens, I do think of him because his mm. garden is fantastic on, on his Instagram. He's a hairdresser as well. I think he's done gardener's sport or something, Sam McKnight. Yes. You know Sam yes, yes, he has. He did. Um, I remember him well. So and Sam McKnight um, was... He's a good gardener. Great garden. Yeah. And very excited you were on. So he has some questions. <laughs> okay. Um, so he said, um, okay, how can I stop my new puppy from digging my lawn? And is there a puppy-friendly slug deterrent? He said, I could ask questions all day, and then there are a few more. Okay. <laughs> well, puppy digging the lawn, um, it's a difficult one. You can't, really. You can't. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you, Our dog, we had only, I mean, I've had lots of dogs, and only one of them was ever really a bad digger. Mm. Right. And um, you shout at them, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or distract with bacon. No, just shout. No, just shout. (laughs) (laughs) And threaten extreme violence, but don't react to it. The slug thing is is more serious in the sense that I absolutely don't use slug deterrent, and okay. I would strongly say nobody should. Mm. They're a poison, mm. you know. And and what you have to realize with any pesticide or poison of any kind is the chain effect. It's not mm-hmm. just killing slugs. Mm. Then you kill the things that eat the slugs, mm-hmm. and of course the things that eat the slugs you want to eat the slugs. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're killing the thing you want, let alone the fact you don't want to kill hedgehogs or um, songbirds, mm-hmm. thrushes, for example, that eat slugs. So you need to come at it from a different way. Instead of trying to kill slugs, say, okay, how can I stop slugs mm-hmm. destroying my garden? What about a very small, polite sign? <laughs> <laughs> Go in, no die. <laughs> and also the other thing about slugs and snails, there are so many more than you can imagine. Yeah. Oh my God. My garden's walled London yeah. terraced house yeah. garden. Yeah. Mm. Where the f- 
coming from? <laughs> There's so many of them, and they're all on the leaves eating snails my bloody plants. Both. I, the snails seem to like the front. Well, more. snails, they're different. There's a one big difference. Huh. Snails like to live in dark, dry places. Okay. Ah. And slugs like dark, wet places. Oh, yeah. So in, in a town, if you've got a, an old brick wall, for example, mm. it'll be full of snails. Mm. Or yeah. behind something. Yeah, we have snails. Yeah. yeah, snails. So snails tend to be more common in an urban setting mm. and yeah. slugs more. Slugs tend to live in the soil. But if, for instance, when you're raising um, lettuce, for example, which I, we raise hundreds and hundreds of plants a year doing that, is what I do is I always raise them in a, a slug-free environment. Mm -hmm. So in a greenhouse, in a cold frame, we take real care to make sure there are no slugs around. Then when we plant them out into the garden, they're strong, healthy little plants that are growing away. And slugs and snails will always go for the weakest because they have evolved to eat decaying tissue. Mm -hmm. And they have serve a really important evolutionary purpose. Soft, young seedlings taste to them like decaying tissue. A plant that's growing strongly doesn't. Oh, interesting. So the yeah. stronger and healthier the plant, the less it will get eaten. Yeah. Okay. So put your energy into that, yeah. not into killing not the into killing yeah. them. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the book, yes. Monty. Wonderful book, The Gardening Book. And I love that idea of saying, go and get the gardening book. Yes. Go and get the gardening this book. This is my first gardening book. Very excited by wow. this. Yeah. love that. We come to the end of the show question. We have a question in here for you, Monty Don. Should you choose to answer it, the waitress goodie bag shall be yours. <laughs> okay, this is the end of show question. Which vegetable causes you the most trouble? Okay. And the answer is Jerusalem artichoke, because I can't digest them. <laughs> I said the same thing before. I was making a whip-smart joke about I've never grown them, but yeah. my God. It's, it's pretty amazing, isn't it's it? It's incredible. Do you know, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I once went to a very smart house party oh. with Sarah. This is in the 80s. And yeah. I'd never had Jerusalem artichokes. And they served them at dinner, and I had seconds and thirds. <laughs> I spent, the delicious. I spent the rest of the weekend looking for places to break wind. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very powerful fata of a vegetable. Yeah, and I amazing. don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, and this does happen, is you can grow something successfully for years and think you cracked it, you know mm. everything about it, and suddenly it doesn't. And I don't know why that is. Um, so, you know, at the moment... Um, I'm having trouble with beetroot, but why I haven't yet worked out. Mm. But, but um, it's a lot to do with soil. So, for example, if you have acidic soil, you're going to have trouble with brassicas and you're going to find, find problems with cabbages and, uh, yeah. and all that family because they just don't like it. It's not your fault. Um, which vegetable causes you the most trouble? Truth is, I'm quite good at growing vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fine then. That's your answer. That is really good answer. None. <laughs> I'm Monty Dunn. So yeah. <laughs> maybe this question's for someone else. Um, Monty, thank you for coming yeah. to see us. A uh, round of applause for Monty Dunn, everybody. Thank you. I loved it. That thank was you. great. Thank you so much. Coming up next week on Dish, we have Miriam Margulies. You need the texture, that's mm. what you want. Texture is yeah. everything, isn't it? It certainly is. It's the same food, people, sex, religion, money, everything. Texture. <laughs> texture. <laughs> we need it. 
If you want to give our delicious dishes a try, head to our show notes and click the link. All recipes can be found at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. We love reading your reviews. Keep them coming, please. You know the bigger the better. Like what you hear, then share the love. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. Dish is an SE Creative Studio production. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.